Welcome back to Genuine Love Podcast. You have one half of the Genuine Love duo here today. Uh, Jensen couldn't record last minute, and so I'm here with a special guest, my husband, Philip. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, happy to step in and uh, carry the load for you. You didn't really have a choice, but thanks for being here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, today I made Philip come up here. Actually, I did give you a choice and you decided to come up here because you're a really good husband. I could have been lazy. You could have been lazy. Could have binged Netflix instead. Is that what you wish you were doing right now? Uh, No, I want to be here with you. (laughs) Of course. But today I thought that we would talk about just kind of as we're headed into summer 2021, everything with COVID and all that craziness that we've experienced in the past uh, year and what, three months, Mm -hmm. almost year and a half is kind of winding down. I know it depends on who you talk to, depends on your opinion of everything, but As far as we're concerned, it's all winding down. Things are getting back to normal, you know, if if that's what you want to call it. Um, (laughs) But we one of the things we want to do is just remember what the Lord has done in this season. We don't want to look back at it as a wasted season. We don't want to look back at it as like, gosh, that that was terrible. Glad we've moved on because we know the Lord can use anything and he has he has used that season of our lives in really, really big ways. And I feel like we've, I mean, even together and separately, we've grown so much more than we... Big time. ...than where we were um, before COVID even happened. So today we're just going to kind of talk about what we've seen the Lord do in our lives over the past season and some of this may resonate with you some of it may not resonate with you even if you don't relate to any of the stuff we say you know i it would be good to even just sit down with a piece of paper and just kind of write out the things that you've seen the lord do so that way you can remember and it's always good to go back and remember and to be able to recount the faithfulness of the lord um and some seasons i'm sure have been tougher or some, this season has been tougher for others, I'm sure, than it has for, you know, us or other people. So, you know, we're not trying to relate everybody's COVID season on the same level, but we know that no matter what has happened in this year, um, the Lord can always work and has, I'm sure, worked. And it's just a matter of us seeing it or, you know, allowing him to. So do you want to start us off today? What's one thing you have learned this year? Mm. Well, I think uh, it's just been a year of of refinement for me, and that's probably a theme, a theme I'll kind of come back to as we go through this. But um, the Lord has just really refined me in a lot of ways. I think uh, one of the biggest ones is is the Lord just taught me that I needed to consume less or at least consume more productively in terms of... I was going to say, how many books have you read this year? (laughs) How many books have you read in 2021? (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll reframe it. Consume more productively. Say the number of books you've read Uh, in 2021. 
uh, read or listened to? Both. I just the books you've consumed. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished my twenty fourth book. Man. So, um, so yeah, but sorry, pri- I know pri- what you mean though. <laughs> prior to that, I was I was consuming podcasts and um, and Twitter content and uh, sports articles and and everything else. In, in probably unhealthy ways, in ways that were taking up too much of my time. And uh, a lot of it, I just, the Lord just showed to me that I was pursuing kind of unproductive pursuits. Um, information that was outdated three days after I would take it in. And um, <laughs> I had a podcast feed that I was, that was probably 15 or 20 podcasts long that I felt like I had to listen to all of them every week. Yeah, that's and, terrible. Yeah. Don't, don't ever do that with our podcast. And just, and I remember just, especially at the beginning of uh, of COVID, just kind of constantly scrolling Twitter, looking for news updates and consuming all, everything I could get my hands on from the people I followed on Twitter and needing to know everybody's opinion on everything all the time. And, <laughs> and social media is not something that I've really had uh, much of, of, of a relationship with uh, since since college. So, and, and the Lord just kind of showed me I needed to stop and needed to pull back. I needed to just refine and get rid of and, and cut away at some of the, the chaff that was in, in my life in the ways that I was uh, being entertained and, uh, and, and those kinds of things. So, yeah, like what, what that looked like practically was starting to, to really read uh, and, uh, and try to you know, not completely fill that void with, with other things, but at least going after things that were more, more productive and more beneficial to my character and my, my brain instead of just this mindless um, news and sports and pop culture and um, all kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah, and, and uh, like you said, yeah, I've read a lot of books so far this year. I've got a goal uh, to read 50 books this year and I'm, I'm on pace for that but that includes audiobooks and i listen yeah. i listen to audiobooks on 2.3x speed like a madman it's so. re- i don't i don't understand how you retain that at all but hey it's character building you do you <laughs> <laughs> but so how like how have you seen that impact i guess your or the way you do day-to-day life now like can you tell a difference in your mindset and stuff like that or I think it's the biggest change is that my mind is uh is not so drawn away to um but and kind of constantly feeling the need to check twitter constantly feeling the need to listen to a new podcast or to uh, maybe the biggest one that I didn't mention earlier was fantasy sports, just always <laughs> being on my fantasy sports apps and having to read up on all the news and all of the updates and not just being, uh, I'm probably still too glued to my phone <laughs> in some ways, but uh, I think I've gotten a lot better in that respect of just not feeling that constant tug to to look and to swipe and to scroll. Uh, and and it's just allowing me to be more focused and present um, and, and you can, maybe you can speak to whether, <laughs> if you actually think I've grown in that area or, or not. No, yeah, I definitely do. I can tell a big difference. Not that you were terrible before or any, by any means, but like I can tell you're more attentive and not worried about, you know, 
stuff that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. which I'm guilty of that too. So that's good. One of the things that I've learned this year is so like as far as spending time with the Lord goes, I think I've always tried to attribute my lack sometimes or my laziness sometimes of spending time with him to children. Like, (laughs) you know, like I just, uh, it's so hard when you have children and like when you are getting out the door for work and stuff like that, like there's just no time to do it, which, you know, is just an excuse because even when we were first married, like I struggled consistently spending time with the Lord every day. Um, but I always try to contribute it to something else. And then once COVID happened, it was kind of like, Hey, you, you've got <laughs> nothing but time. All that right time now. you were looking for, you got yeah, it. Yeah. Not. And I mean, people with kids can attest to this too. Like, it's not like all of a sudden <laughs> it's not, not a ton changed. I mean, my day to day did not change, but one huge change was you staying home. Right. And you're still working from home. And so I didn't have that excuse. Not that I wanted an excuse, but it was always like, this is my problem. You know, this is my problem. You could kind of maintain a victimhood about it. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And then once COVID happened, you're at home. It's like, okay, you don't have an excuse anymore. Like, this is a discipline Mm -hmm. that you have got to create in your life Um, and ask God to like, help you to want to spend time with him. And he really has done that this year. And I mean, it's like, I feel like it's a, it's, it can be seasonal sometimes. And I want to get to a point where it's not seasonal and I'm constantly yearning to spend time with him. But this year has been really sweet because that time has been given to us and it's like, okay, here it is. You got to do it. And I, I had to, I had to realize like, oh no, it wasn't a problem really of, not being able to it was a problem of not wanting to Hmm. or not feeling like I I guess feeling like I had other things to do instead so that's been kind of sweet I'll just jump or kind of off off of that into my next one and uh, overall I guess the theme would be intentionality and and part of that is with with time intentionality with time and also intentionality with relationships I think before last year we both just uh, I know I was praying a lot just for for friendships, for deeper friendships and connections, and being, you know, just finding ways to be more involved in things. And felt like we were just maybe um, I, I'm hard, having a hard time finding the the right way to say it, but we weren't involved enough. We didn't have enough going on to make me feel like we were using our time wisely, and maybe we were kind of going through the motions of life and just getting through the days. Um, raising kids is always, you know, make makes you busy enough to feel like you you always have too much going on, but it seemed like maybe we didn't have too much of the right stuff mm-hmm. going on to, to really make me feel, like, fulfilled in terms of the things that we were pursuing or the, uh, the, the things we were involved in. And then that got really answered over the past year, just especially with friendships, right? Um, just really kind of in uh, in a time where so many people are uh, just in- insanely isolated and and literally socially distanced from <laughs> from one another we I think just had the joy of, of going uh, deeper into really good friendships with mm-hmm. people uh, especially from church and 
um, getting to know them better uh, and and starting to to do things, to do ministry, to get involved in discipleship groups, to get involved in uh, softball teams, <laughs> and then that, that's just kind of opened the doors to more to more relationships, uh, which has been incredible. And now we're kind of on the other side of that and having to realize, okay, now we've got to be more intentional with our time and being restrictive yeah. with with what we do and what we say yes to and the things that we're involved in. So we're kind of seeing the other side of that intentionality of, okay, now how do we, how do we limit ourselves just to those relationships and pursuits that the Lord has for us in this season and, um, and make sure that we kind of maintain all the quality time with one another uh, and our family that we need and, and don't get, again, don't get too busy for Mm -hmm. the Lord, right? Because we can start saying yes to so many good things that then we get too busy and too bogged down in all the good things that we're doing and just get burnt out, right? And we get maybe even, you know, even, even now we kind of, we'll, we'll try to, we'll talk through our schedule or talk through something that we want to do and be like, well, that's four nights in a row that we've got something going on. And is it, is it worth it? Is it, are we going to, uh, is that going to be, is that going to be the best thing for us to do that week? Uh, or do we need to say no to something to make sure that we are just, you know, leaving room for our mm-hmm. family, for, for our quality time together, for our, I don't know, just, you know, to, to relax or whatever. So I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it come I guess, full circle a little bit. Yeah, um, which is cool. And just to, to see the intentionality in, in both facets of pursuing pursuing things for the Lord, for your own relationships, pursuing Him, you know, each morning, and then also intentionality in what we say no to mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we pursue the right things in the right ways. Yeah. Yeah, and we were talking to one of our friends who basically we view as like a mentor and go to for wisdom and stuff like that. But he uh, he was telling us just a couple of days ago that the goal is not serving the Lord. He doesn't need us to serve him. He allows us to serve him. But the goal is to have an intimate relationship with him. And then out of that, he shows us how to serve him. And that just really hit home for me because I think sometimes we think, We've got to do all this stuff to serve him. We've got to say yes to everything that comes our way to serve the Lord. And he was reminding us, not everything is yours. Not everything is for you to lead or serve in or whatever. It's just so important for us to walk closely with the Lord so that we know with with as, you know with confidence what we can say yes to and what we should say no to. All right, so another thing that I've learned this year, I feel like I've learned so much this year, and I probably didn't even write down every, yeah. <laughs> everything that I've learned, but we're going to hit some highlights. But one big thing that I think I've learned this year is that those who have the most to say don't necessarily have the most wisdom. <laughs> and I mean, you know, you're sometimes you think the personalities that are the loudest or you know, people who talk more and have more to say, you're like, oh, wow, they've got so much to say about the Bible or about the Lord or whatever. They've got so much wisdom, which sometimes, yeah, that's the case, but sometimes they're just talking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I've I've learned that big time this year because I've seen up close and personal and just also like from 
seeing celebrity pastors or whatever who have who have said really good things in the past, but all of a sudden their lives haven't backed that up. And you find out the whole time they were saying all that stuff, they were doing something else. <laughs> and so just the importance of, of fruit in your life and people you listen to making sure that they have the fruit in their lives and that it's backing it up that their lives are backing up what they're saying and that they're not just sharing their head knowledge, but that they also have heart knowledge. Um, and this year, I mean, we, we have heard so many opinions from so many people (laughs) and it's just been eye opening to realize, I mean, really the, our source of truth is the Bible, not other people. But it does say in James three seventeen, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And so, I don't know. I, I guess I've just learned, too, that it's important to pray that God gives us wisdom because it does say in the Bible that if we ask for it, it will be given to us. And to make sure the people that we're listening to, whether it's pastors or friends or whatever, are showing the fruit of this and that it's that it's true wisdom, that it lines up with James 3.17 and that it's not, you know, sometimes you can hear sometimes a note when like it's like, oh, that sounded a little out of tune. <laughs> hmm. And to be able to recognize that. Um, and it says in John, it's talking about or Jesus is talking about how his followers will bear fruit. And he says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. So like I said, making sure the people we're listening to are showing this fruit, making sure that we are bearing that fruit. And if we're not, if we don't see fruit in our own lives, or you can even ask like a close friend, Hey, do you see fruit in my life from <laughs> being a follower of Jesus? And if they say no, or if you don't recognize fruit in your own life, just spending time with the Lord and saying, God, what's the problem here? Like, why am I not bearing fruit? And maybe coming to the realization that you're not where you should be with him. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. So that's been a, that's been a big one for me and something that is a good lesson to learn. I mean, because it, it can be disappointing whenever people that you've followed or look up, look up to um, kind of let you down in some areas. Yeah. But we're all people, we're all humans, and that's why our, our truth always has to be God, the Word of God, and not other people, because people will fail us every time. Yeah, and that uh, ties really well into the next thing that I learned this oh, year, good. and that is that I love our church. <laughs> I love Mars Hill Community Church. Uh, I I just, I think what what Virginia was saying just about um, hearing a lot of things from a lot of voices and and a lot of 
people kind of shouting through megaphones on on social media and sh- you know sharing opinions and, and all kinds of stuff i i know that it's it's led us to um to see um i guess a little bit more below the the surface layer of of churches and pastors and kind of the polarization of um of the church and it, and and the divisions that that is created and stuff the church um, in general yeah the, like the, the church, church in general yeah yeah and i just really appreciate the way that our church has handled uh, everything over over the past year and the the wisdom that that they did kind of they put forth and the and the way that that our leadership rallied and um and thoughtfully and prayerfully kind of considered what our response to COVID was going to be, what, you know, the ways that we should take, you know, take precautionary measures, but then also be diligent to return to, and to um, resume kind of the the assembly of mm-hmm. believers in person and um, and taking measures to, to do that, um, to you know, in in some ways, kind of submit to government authorities in 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 thoughtful ways, but also um, just to, to do things biblically and mm-hmm. to um, and to try in in every way that we could to make sure that we were not forsaking what the Bible taught in order to I don't know in order to to kind of cave in to fear or whatever was easy or whatever other churches were doing and and I know that there's been so many people who have been unchurched mm-hmm. largely for the past year or kind of just doing bare bones church attendance um, or or just kind of, uh, you know, watching online or, or all that all that kind of stuff, but have really missed out on a lot of the things that, you know, gathering every Sunday and having your, you know, small group times and children's ministry and all those other things that happen on Sunday mornings that are so vital to our relationships and to our walk with the Lord. I just really appreciate the way that we uh, we got back to it, and we did everything that we could to to try to make sure that people were taken care of, and were um, that we were that we were able to meet, we were able to gather, that we got childcare back quickly, that we did a masks required service to to try and accommodate people that were more hesitant about gathering, uh, and and have still been continuing that, and 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 just the you know the pastors being willing to take that extra extra level of effort and work on every week to to try to you know make everyone in our congregation feel included and and heard and um and taken care of and shepherded really well uh, and I definitely have felt that and just really want to yeah to shout out our church leadership our church family um and and say that if you uh, are frustrated or, you know, have not been able to, to go back to church or anything, Mars Hill Community Church is happy to have you. Sunday mornings, 9, 15, and 11. <laughs> <laughs> they paid him to say that. <laughs> or if you're in a church that still hasn't gotten back uh, to assembling, find another church. I feel like that's another thing. We have a lot of new people at our church who... I've talked to who have basically just said, yeah, our, our church just didn't open. So we started coming here and people are hungry. They're hungry for community and hungry for just assembling with other believers. 
in the church. So yeah, I would just encourage you, like Philip said, to get back at it if you can. I mean, I, I understand some people may have circumstances that don't allow them to, but if you are able to, just go ahead, get back in mm-hmm. it, find a church that is meeting in person. Okay, so the next thing that I learned this this season of life is um, not to fear eternity. <laughs> how, so, did you, how did you learn how to do that? <laughs> okay, I mean, sometimes it's still a struggle, but... Think about it right now. No, stop. I Think about like what eternity means. Like the only thing that gets me is like the concept of no time and living forever. And if I start thinking You're gonna about that... You're going to right stop. now in front of me. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> But I just remember, I think this was like back in January. But yeah, I mean, it used to terrify me just thinking about, oh my gosh, once we get to heaven, it's Don't almost it. like there's no escape. Don't do it because I, I, lear- I haven't learned it. <laughs> I haven't learned it yet. So you're going to be freaking me out over here. So, but just thinking about like, okay, once we get to heaven, like we're there forever. Like, and I, I mean, Philip can tell you I'm like a time person. Like mm-hmm. I love the concept of time and schedule schedules Oof. yeah and so just always thinking about you know like being in heaven forever has always kind of freaked me out a little bit and so i remember back in january of 2020 before everything happened i think it was january or february i remember just driving down the road and i was praying and i was like lord i don't want to be scared of heaven i don't want to fear being in eternity with you like I want to be excited for that like really fully excited just please help me to not fear that anymore and I heard him say do you trust me I was like well yeah and then I started thinking about it and I was like well yeah like if I trust him I know he's good I know he's perfect. I know he's not going to create anything where we get there and we're like, oh my gosh, we're stuck here forever. (laughs) (laughs) I know that our minds here on earth only can understand time. Mm -hmm. When we're up there, we're created differently. So it's not going to feel the same way. And so that has really been a comfort to me. Just any time, I mean, and it's not like I think about it a lot, but it's like if I ever start thinking about the concept of eternity, I just remember him kind of whispering like, hey, do you trust me? I'm like, yes, okay, I trust you. It's, I can move on. I trust you. I trust that it's going to be amazing, and I trust that I get to spend eternity with you, and it's going to be so great. And, I mean, I'm so thankful. And, you know, what's the alternative? Going to heaven and dying? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> It's just it's just something that our brains cannot comprehend. But, you know, even that verse, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, has always been my life first. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And so I'm like, okay, can't lean on my own understanding. My mind is finite and it is, uh, you know, it's it's living in a sinful, fallen world. And so I just have to trust him. And then all the COVID stuff happened and everything (laughs) that's happened. And the more and more things that happen in this world, the more he's like made me excited to be with him in eternity Mm. and to live in a perfect, a perfect place with him. Because I feel like up until 2020, you know, I, I, 
and I still I still love life and I'm thankful for life, but I hadn't really seen a ton of the bad, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we've been very sheltered and blessed our whole lives, and we just haven't seen a lot of just like really bad things happen and then all of a sudden everything starts happening and it's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so tired of this life." Mm-hmm. And so that that's been really cool cuz it it really was like he was like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> I remember, I think as a teenager, probably had a lot to do with it, but I used to pray like, please don't come until I get married or, <laughs> or until well, I have, that prayer. Yeah, until I have kids, you know, like I yeah. wanted to experience these, uh, you know, the, the, the best things about earth before, yeah. you know, the rapture happened or whatever, which was also kind of a, it's all it's all a silly mindset to fear eternity in general, but also to be like, but at least, you know, let me do these things that I want to do. And it's just like, man. Which, I mean, you know, marriage is a good thing. It is, yeah. Kids are a good thing. You want to experience those things. Definitely. But, you know. But, what, uh, yeah, all that to say is like, now that you've got to do that, it's like, yeah. Yes, Lord Jesus, come. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, there's it's all downhill is it well, all down? no I'm don't kidding. you want to see grandkids yeah i do i right. do well maybe he'll let us see grandkids but we'll see we'll see <laughs> the way the earth's going i don't know what's gonna happen i'm okay with heaven at this point yeah. i guess <laughs> you can keep that in there <laughs> all right what's something else that the lord has taught you this year goals are overrated expound no <laughs> um i i i guess what i what i mean by that is just that the lord has bigger and better things than any of the goals that you have for yourself mm. um so I, I small small g goals you know little little things that you want to work toward are, are are great and can be helpful to some people but in terms of a broad kind of five-year ten-year plan type you know, I want my life to look like this and I want to have done this and I want uh, my family to look like this and this and I want to be here. It's just all kind of meaningless in yeah. in the way that God wants to work in you. And like, just like small case in point is that, you know, two years ago, I guess, uh, I guess three years ago now, you know, I just finished up an MBA program, was going to work for Home Depot in kind of finance area mm-hmm. um my long-term plan was to be a cfo by the time i was 35 mm-hmm. at you know not at home depot but you know at some <laughs> at some at some company and um just thought you know like i wanted to rise quickly to the top blah blah blah, blah. and then fast forward a few years and i'm like in it <laughs> risk management just complete career pivot uh, have you know gotten the opportunity to work from home uh, since March of last year and just everything about, you know, our situation, what I'm, what I'm doing, which is completely different from what my goals were, has been fantastic and, and, and really just enjoy it. And, and also just realize like, I don't, I don't really know, like, I have, I have no idea what the next five years, um, will bring and, and don't really want to know, you know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, um, like you said, like, do we trust God? Yes. And that's enough that's enough for, for me to know, you know, is that um, the Lord has taken care of us. He will take care of us. He will, you know, put us where he wants us. And that could look totally different from whatever the normal, you know, planned out trajectory 
of a career or of a, you know, of a life plan, where we live, what we do, who our, who our friends are, um, what our, what our kids, you know, what, what their schedules look like, all that kind of stuff, what we think we want them to do and all kind of stuff. It's just all, it's just all in the Lord's hands. And, uh, and he has something, you know, better than the best plans that you could come up with for yourself. Even if, you know, I think if, if you, if the story got spoiled for you and and the Lord told you what you were going to be doing five years from now, you might hate it. You might think like, (laughs) that doesn't sound great. I don't want to be doing that at all. But that's kind of the point is that he, he prepares you for whatever he's got for you in, in that intervening time. And he sanctifies us and he transforms us. He changes us into the person that he's going to want us to be, to step into things that, that might seem really hard or different from what we, um, or from what our past selves might've wanted. And I definitely think that's been true for, for us, for our lives, for what we thought our five-year plan five years ago would have, mm-hmm. would have looked like, um, for us at this point. And, but it's just it's just great to see, and it's just a, a great reminder of, of like you said, um, do we do we trust God? How much do we trust God? Can we trust Him with everything? And the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, that's been really cool to see because I think it's really great to have goals and discipline and stuff like. I think those are good things, and I think those are things that God has instilled within us. But the way that I've seen your goals shift has been really cool. Yeah. From like, you know, like you were saying, being CFO at this point and, you know, president owning a company or whatever at this point, and those things may still happen, but now your mind shift, your your mindset has shifted to my, my goal is to raise my children in the fear and admonition. Yeah. In the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Yeah. And, um... Like I've, I've seen your priorities shift to that being your main thing. And even saying like, I don't want that kind of a job anymore. Cause that means I would have to work this many hours mm-hmm. and I need that time to invest in my children. And I'm just so thankful for that as your wife, that, um, that my children get to benefit from that and <laughs> they're not going to have a dad. Hopefully, you know, that's yeah. gone all the time or things like that, but they're going to be able to just to learn from you and get wisdom from you and stuff like that. So that's been really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, that kind of just would, would sum up the, the best part of what the whole last 15 months has been for us is just more yeah time, more availability, more, I guess, more freedom to, to pursue our passions mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and what my what my passion is right now is my family and mm-hmm. um, my relationships, um, ministry, you know, those those kinds of things that I never, um, you know, I guess before before 2020 didn't think I had time to definitely, you know, didn't feel like I had time or enough time to spend with you guys yeah. every day. Um, kind of get I, you know, that was when Will was a baby and, you know, he's. he's going to bed at six o'clock every night I might not even get home in time to see him before you yeah. put him to bed and stuff uh, and just how how different that that's changed and now and because of that because of having you know more time to spend with you guys during the week I feel like it opens up 
time, more time to, to do things through church and getting to, you know, participate in, uh, leading a small group, Mm -hmm. um, with, with our youth ministry the past year and, um, and kind of just more time to, um, to dedicate to, um, to music and worship ministry and, um, and, and pouring effort back into those things that I was passionate about, whereas before just so much of my time and energy and thoughts, um, was all about work, um, because it, you know, because I was there all day, you know, it was just, that's just what it was. And yeah. And now my, my, my mindset has completely changed. My desires are, are different. My goals now are, are different. Um, and the Lord has, has done, I, I just see the, the fingerprints of the Lord on all of that and, mm-hmm. and answers to prayer through all of that. So, yeah. And if we haven't said it, Philip's still working at home <laughs> from all the COVID stuff. And, you know, we don't know how long it's going to last, but we are so thankful for the time that we've had. And if my bosses are listening, we hope it lasts <laughs> a lot, lot longer. Please don't send them back to work. Uh, well, back to the office, I guess. You're still working, obviously. Well, and that leads me into my next one is that I've learned this year that my children are my first ministry. They're my biggest ministry right now. And I remember at the beginning of like COVID happening and stuff, we were sitting on the back porch and I was just kind of telling you like, I just, and I think if you're a mom, you could probably understand this too. It's like, I, I just want to be a part of something. Like I want to make a difference. I want to, um, be used by the Lord. And I feel like sometimes as moms, we just kind of feel unseen. Like we're doing all the really hard (laughs) physical an emotional labor that nobody sees and you just kind of feel overlooked sometimes or it's like I see the Lord using this person in like such big ways like why why am I just on Instagram no I no I'm not talking (laughs) about on Instagram I'm talking about like just people close in my life you know and I'm like but he's using them in such big ways I want to be used like that. What's wrong with me? You know, that kind of thing. But I I think this past year, he's really just been showing me more and more like, hey, this is your ministry. This is a big deal. Like raising these children to be warriors for for God and um, to stand strong, especially like, you know, in the times that we're in, that is a big ministry. That's your first ministry. And that's just... I don't know, I guess, like, made me understand more that that's a big role to play and that I'm not supposed to be lazy about it or just kind of slack off or, you know, be on my phone all day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm supposed to be training them and teaching them and discipling them and just raising them to love the Lord and fear the Lord. And one thing that I heard too I think I think it was on another podcast was someone was saying she prays every day that 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 God would give her children wisdom and that they would be able to discern truth from lies and that's something that I've started praying over them um I mean right now they're little they're four and two but that as they grow up that that God (coughs) will give them wisdom and that they'll be able to recognize the lies because lies are getting 
they're getting like more sneaky, you know, Mm -hmm. some things that are sounding right or sounding good. You look in scripture and you're like, actually, no, that's not right. And you have to be able to discern that and to be able to tell this is a truth. This is a lie. This sounds like the truth. But like I was saying earlier, it's kind of off key. (laughs) Something's wrong with that. But yeah, that's it's it's kind of like ignited a fire in me like okay get to work this is a big deal i am using you i'm using you to raise these people this is the next this is the next generation and that doesn't mean that just me he doesn't have plans for or whatever but it does mean in the season that i'm in right now this is my priority right and this is what i'm to be pouring everything that i'm supposed to into yeah and it's also, I mean, you're doing a great job too. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it, it it is it is super important, and it's also great because we're see, we see fruit from it already. Mm-hmm. It's not just that. I think probably because of because of the way that that children are, and you know, they can be stubborn, they can be hard headed, they can want what they want, and try to be manipulative and controlling and all these all these <laughs> things right it, it seems like when we try to teach them obedience it goes in one ear and out the other and when we're just trying to you know teach them to you know the rules and to obey the rules and here's why it, it doesn't always seem to work but yeah. but teaching them to be sensitive to the truth and to mm-hmm. um to jesus to their savior to their creator and seeing especially with ella her just her hunger for the the Bible and yeah. the stories and discovery of who Jesus is. And, um, I, I mean, it's just been awesome to see. And, and that's been another thing, I guess, that's probably happened over the past 15 months. It's just seeing her discover truth and, yeah. um, and all these Bible stories and the way that, that her heart has been transformed already as mm-hmm. a four and a half year old. Four, I'm, yeah, I'm she's not correct. four. She's four and she a half. She would want me to correct the record there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't go um, that 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 effort has not returned void. You know that labor has not been in vain already. You know it's definitely already seeing the the you know results from that, and hopefully that that continues. And um, it will be hard, and it will seem fruitless at times but it's obviously not it's uh, it's productive and it is um it's purposeful it's impactful and they are there are <laughs> those are the the people that we're called to make disciples of right now first and foremost and and not not exclusively but definitely first and foremost right right yeah that's a good point uh okay do you have <clears throat> do you have anything else that you've learned um, I, I didn't take down any, any more, uh, topics, so I'm, I'm unprepared. I could shoot from the hip. No, you you're did. fine. But, uh, uh those, were, those were the main things that I wanted to share. Yeah. Well, I'll share my last one and it's been to have a thankful heart. And like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, I mean, that was my big thing when COVID started. Well, and we thought it was going to be like a two week ordeal, and my thing was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to waste this time. I want this time to mean something. And like I said, I thought I thought I was talking about two weeks. <laughs> it was a lot longer than two <laughs> weeks. Spoiler alert. But it, I just kept praying like, Lord, help me not to waste this time. And 
I feel like one of the ways he did that was by teaching me to have a thankful heart. And I mean, there have been times in the season where I've gotten so frustrated and I've gotten so angry at certain things, but I've also learned to, to be thankful and count all of the ways that the Lord has used this season. And like I said, your season may have been so much harder than ours. I'm not trying to just blow off, you know, this past year for anybody, but we can always find things to be thankful for. And that's something that, um, he's continued to teach me during the season. Like, Hey, yeah, this year has been tough, but what are you thankful for? What do you see me doing that you can be thankful for? And I mean, if I were to sit down and make a list of everything that I'm thankful for just in this past year, I feel like I could write a book almost. Oh, you should write a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. You would be my only reader. <laughs> but maybe I will fan. just so you can add it to your book count. Oh, yeah. Can you do it before the end of this year? So <laughs> I can put it on my 2021 my reading list. I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, just to have a thankful heart and to be able to to count the things that he has done that are good and that maybe not everybody has seen or maybe it's been like in our family life or whatever that I've seen him do through friends' lives. And that's just been, it's been really sweet and it's it's just taught me a lot. And Paul says in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, I'm not saying this because I am in need for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And I think in all of our lives, we're going to have times where we have plenty, and we're going to have times where we don't have plenty, whether that's monetarily, whether it's relationships, whatever. Um and it's just so important for us to learn how to be content in every situation. And it's not learning out of our own willpower. Mm-hmm. It's learning because we're filled with the Spirit and we ask Jesus to fill us with joy and help us to be content and find our rest in Him and to be able to say, you are all I need. As long mm-hmm. as I have you, I'm okay. And that doesn't mean times aren't going to be hard. That doesn't mean things aren't going to hurt and be painful. But it does mean like, hey, I have you. You are all I need. And I'm okay because of that. And I get to spend forever in heaven with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. Yeah. And and I know that we have been talking a lot about all the, I guess, the good things that have happened. What we're we're thankful for. But I, I know there's probably plenty of you out there who have um, maybe you feel more like your, your scales are tipped toward the trial side of things as opposed to the, the joy side of things through the past 15 months. And, um, but even through that, I, I'm sure there are, there are lots of things that you guys have, um, have learned, have experienced, hopefully that have brought you closer to the Lord through. Um, but, but if not, you know, like maybe it's time to assess what has, what has the past year been like for you? What has the Lord been trying to show you? What has the Lord um, refined in your life? Whether that was painful or joyful, whether that was, um, you know, through 
through plenty or through lack, um, what has what has the Lord used the past year to to show you, to remind you of, to open your eyes to? Maybe just take some time to to think through that. And I'm gonna take some creative license here and and say <laughs> well, like email. Uh, genuine love podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Did I get that right? Yeah, you're taking Jensen's line. That's right. Email, email, <laughs> email us and, uh, and tell us, you know, maybe what's one thing that, um, kind of like what we've gone through, what's one thing that, that the Lord's shown you or that you've learned or that you're thankful for. And maybe if we get some dope responses that Virginia and Jensen can, can read a few of them off on the next show or yeah. something like that. That sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for being with me today. What are we going to go do after this? Finish the Avengers Endgame? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went back through all the Marvel movies. Another thing to be thankful for this year. All right. Well. Disney Plus. Yeah. Disney Plus. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Well, I'll be back. Not me. Probably. Probably won't be back. (laughs) Probably. I'll be back with Jensen, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.